I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you want to be a model, try it out. They need you. Artists need you. And they're, they're so nice. They might draw your ass a bit faster than you think it is, but they're really, really nice people. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. We all have that dream. You know the one. You're in a room full of people. And you're all alone. On stage. Oh yeah, and you're completely naked. For some, a nude body is taboo. But for painters, sculptors, and sketch artists alike, the nude body has always been a constant source of both training and inspiration. And our guest today... Ruby Magic has worked with artists from around the world as their muse. She tells us what it's really like to pose nude in a room full of strangers and how her work has helped her feel more empowered in her own skin. I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Now let's listen to them speak about their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird Work. All right, you got all pages of notes ready? They're like, none of them are what we're going to talk about. So I'm just going to throw this notebook. Right, hold on, let me get rid of this. Ah, here it goes. Yeah. Behind the all back. Right. Fuck the notebook. Let's get it out of here. Fuck the notebook. <laughs> Fuck the notebook. We're just going to talk. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's, let's, start, let's start with an easy question. Where are you right now? So I'm currently um, in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, New York, in Williamsburg. And where Uh, were you before New York? So before I was in New York, I was in Florence, Italy. Oh, nice. What were you doing there? Um, I was actually um, collaborating with four uh, sculptors um, at a really prestigious art school called um, Florence Academy of Art. Yeah. And I was working with their um, advanced uh, sculptor students. So they asked me to pose for their 10-week project, final project. So I was posing for them. and it For was the last big, 10 weeks? From April until mid-June. So it was the longest 10 weeks of my life. Um, <laughs> I'm actually still trying to pay off my, um, my debt to my psychologist because... <laughs> It was uh, mentally damaging. It was great. It was a really good time. A really good time. <laughs> so I guess uh, just take me back a little bit. Like, where did you where did you grow up? So originally, um, I uh, was raised in Southern California. Okay. I was raised by my mother. She uh, is the strongest and the most, the bravest um, woman that I know so well and love tremendously. She she was very young when she had my sister and I. And uh, my grandmother, she also 
helped raise us until until she died when I was 14. And I think I think what it was, my mother, she because she was so young and she had me and my sister and she was, you know, a single mother. Yeah, I think it was I think she saw something in me that a lot of people see in me as well, that I'm only just discovered myself. But I think she she definitely wanted me and my sister, of course, to have a life that she couldn't have because she started off so young. Yeah. And um, when I was 16, I went to uh, on a high school trip to um, England. And when I I remember when I first arrived, you know how you call your mom and say, I'm here. I got off the plane. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like the second day. I didn't call her the first day. Oh, my mom would have been pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think, I think, yeah, she was a little bit mad. But I, I don't remember that. But the one thing I do remember from that phone call was me on the, on the payphone back in those days, right? Yeah. Um, Hey, hey. Um, I'm here. She said, oh, really? Okay. Well, I thought you made it. You know, I didn't hear from you. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so do you like it? I was like, yeah. She's like, do you want to stay? I went, yeah. (laughs) And this is only like a day. You've been there like one day. Um, And you're how old are you? I was 16. Okay, so you're 16. This is your first trip abroad, and you're like, I'm ready yeah. to just lock it down. And you should see my passport photo as well. I remember it was like, I sadly, I lost it, which is a shame. But my passport photo, I'm just like this young 16-year-old, like so smiley, and it was like a 20-year <laughs> one. Yeah. So when I went back home at 16, all I can talk about was England, 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 England. I want to go to England. So my mother pushed that for me, and you know, she said, all right, this girl wants to go away, so... She, she, I found a university and I left school, I left home at uh, 18 and I moved to England and I went to school there. I went to university there and um, here's me with this passport, with this 16 year old looking photo of me cheesing and, you know, traveling around Europe with it. I'm the laughs that I got at border and, you know, border check laughing at my passport, (laughs) like look at her photo. You know, I was so excited to just be away and and go and find what i was searching for and when you went when you went to college what what did you study i was studying ballet and what happened was i was i remember i was in the classroom and i was thinking this is so fucking slow why am i doing this like everyone like the movements or like yeah yeah the movement you know i'm saying i'm living in a fast-paced city and i'm standing in a studio and i'm doing this slow body movement ballet i'm like god this is so boring like i can't do this one thing i just want to say that i i think is so funny to me is that you're Mm -hmm. like i tried to do ballet and it was so slow and i just couldn't stand it and then you're like a model where you're sitting still later on in life like that's yeah well This is, I know, but you know what? <laughs> like maybe you got all the energy out, like in all the like partying later. And then like, now you're like, yeah, I could just chill for like three hours or so at a time. But to be honest, the ballet, the dance really, cause I always thought I wanted to be a ballerina. I always wanted to go to New York. That was my dream, but I knew I, I didn't have the, the, the technique cause I started too late. Oh, so okay. London came, became an opportunity but if I if I fast forward to now to when I first started modeling when I was 26 so the dance having the dance background actually has really helped with me as an artist model 
because that can um, allow me to move fluidly and create shapes and, and forms for the artist to draw from and to create on the canvas. And this is something that I look back and I go, okay, you like the stars, you know, aligning. It helped like prepare you for that kind of? It has, it yeah. really has. And sometimes I would come off the platform from coming out of a pose and someone would say, are you a dancer? Have you danced? And I'm like, no, I'm not a dancer, but I have a dancing background. So I guess, okay, so you're 26. Mm-hmm. Take me back to that first modeling session. How did it get started? Oh, I was 26. I was in Oxford and I was lost as we all are at 26. Yep. Still lost um, today. Still lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was starting up my second degree and I needed to, you know, make some more cash and yeah. I went on to this online site which is similar to Craigslist in England it's called Gumtree and okay. I saw an advert in the community section and it said model require and I thought this is me at 26 well a lot of people they all thought you know I could be a model so let me click on this ad yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's yeah you're lost confused and, on yeah. the internet you're gonna click on stuff <laughs> yeah I didn't know what it was. I just saw the word model and I was just like, okay. So I, this is how naive I was. Um, I, <laughs> I looked at it, opened it. I just said, I need a model. If you're available, please send me a photo and some information about yourself. So I wrote and I replied and um, it turned out to be a painter named Francis O'Neill. And we tried to meet a few times and we couldn't meet. And I was sitting at my friend's house and my friend says, I need someone to help me at an art event. Okay. And she gave me the leaflet and I looked at it open and she said, this is what the program is. And I saw Francis O'Neill written in there. I said, okay, yes, I'll definitely do it. Not just because (laughs) Francis O'Neill is there, but actually I think this will be cool to help you and get paid. Yeah. Great. Thanks friend. So I went to this event. I'm helping in the kitchen. I prepare his lunch. And I told the people, I said, if you see this guy, I'm going to give him this sandwich. I don't know what he looks like either. <laughs> and then uh, lunch came, he didn't show up. And then I was like, oh no, this guy, Francis O'Neill, and I didn't get to meet him. So I think he came in like just before we were about to finish the cafeteria, we were about to close it. And I said, you're Francis O'Neill. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, like, who are you? And I said, <laughs> I'm Ruby. I'm the girl that you wanted to meet. And I'm the one who was the model, me, that's me. And he's like, oh yeah, right. Hey, do you still want to do that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just and happened to be at this event. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he said, cool, like, um, let's, let's make it happen. And I think it was late 2011. I, um, I went to a studio and he painted me um, a portrait. And that was my first painting. And what happened was I was so enthusiastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, I came up to him just before we finished. And I said, listen, um, I can do nude if you want. Because while I'm in his studio, there are other work on his, in his walls. And I can see yeah. just nude. And this is still, I don't know anything about this world yet. 
And I said, I can pose nude if you want. And he looks at me, he goes, really? Because I normally don't ask models if they've never done it. I said, yes, yes, I'll do it. He said, great. If you, if you're happy to do it, then we can start a painting. And, and then we started our second painting. So January, we finished that painting and Francis looks at me again with his, you know, his smile and his floppy hair and his yeah. Manchester Northern English accent. <laughs> like, would you like to uh, pose for uh, my students? <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, my okay wasn't as enthusiastic. But so I- this is where, so this is where you hit your first like yeah. shyness wall potentially. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you were fine to roll up on this this like Craigslist equivalent ad mm-hmm. and then hunt that guy down at a party, model yeah. for him, do a nude model. And then he's like, are you ready for class? And you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know when you shake your head like, yes, but you're like, should I be doing this? Yeah, and I'm not- saying yes, but everything in my body is indicating yeah. no. And now that you said yes, you're like, oh my God, did I make the right decision? Am I, what, what am I getting into? So that happened and it was in March and we're, it was outside of Oxford. Um, again, this is all in England. Yeah. So we're on the bus going to this other small quaint English village and he's, you know, he's there with his, his kit and everything kind of, it's kind of like he's sneering at me like, ha 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 ha, you think? you can do this huh yeah <laughs> okay so this is the- like he knows this is going to be a lot harder well he i think it was it was my first it oh. was definitely my first class and i'm sitting there on the bus in anticipation i have no idea what i'm getting into and we drive up and we get out the bus and we, he's like okay this is it and it was this beautiful um converted barn house on the river it was so nice and, and we go up the stairs and I can hear the people I can smell the brew of coffee and the music and the warmth it was warm and we once we got to the top of the stairs we ride I remember looking up and the room was an open space easels out comfortable chairs pillows rows pictures paintings all over the wall and all the people were an older generation they were older people they were probably from their 50s and up and I thought oh my god this is going to be so easy this is great whoa you know I was just like it was like this big just release came out so if okay so let's say let's pull it back if you had walked up those stairs and everybody (laughs) was like in their like mid-20s would you have been like buck this yeah I would have been nervous and this has happened to me before but I felt easy and relax and it was easy it was like this is like being with my grandma you know when I was a kid <laughs> so that's what it is like you're just used to you're just more comfortable with like being n- nude modeling for people in front of an older group than a younger group that was how I felt at the time um and um I remember when I had the time to walk around and look at their work um during my stretch break coming out with the pose I was looking at their work and when I saw like they were, they were drawing me. Um, so, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a black descent, you know, woman and yeah. they were drawing my, my nipples big and my breasts sort of saggy and my lips fuller and, and very Afro sort of look than I'm actually am. And just seeing that 
made me go, okay, I think I want to do this a lot more. This is very interesting. What did, what did you find so interesting about that? I just saw psychology and human behavior and what we see. It's amazing how our eyes can tell our mind and what our mind tells our eyes to see and, and putting it down, whether you're writing it or drawing it. Or yeah. Sometimes in artist's work, there could be some sort of personality from the artist into the painting, into the figure, into the subject. And, you know, sometimes they have trouble, a white person painting a, a black person because they realize the color. It's not black. It's not white. There's, there's different colors. The shapes are different. The, the yeah. brow, the high, the, the breast, the bone structure, even female and male. It's all different the way you perceive it as. Were you at all like offended by that because i feel like from me like i'm a very jewish looking guy and if Mm -hmm. i like modeled and somebody gave me like a ridiculously long nose you know what i mean and like beady (laughs) eyes and like super curly hair i'd be like what the fuck you know (laughs) like but you seem to be generally looking at it as like oh this is a good reason to model i'm very interested Sam, I'm going to be very, very, very and completely open and honest with yeah. you because I think it's the best way to be. Of course I was upset. Yeah, I would be because you like the way you said it, I, you were like, you were like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, how interesting this is. And I would have been like, what the fuck, guys? I was so upset. I was just like, that is not how I look. And I said this for, I said it's probably for three in the first two and a half years, three years of me posing for artists. I was like, oh, my God, why does my belly stick out like that? That is not right. Teacher, teacher, hello. (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about just sort of the mental game of modeling. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the long poses, like the three-hour ones. Yes. Like when I take the bus, right, and like my phone dies and I'm like alone with my thoughts – Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a moment of panic, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't have anything to distract me. I guess I'm going to look at the people around me. Now I should look out. Like, what if I start yeah. becoming introspective and thinking yeah. about my life and I actively try to avoid that? Yeah. You're going in and you're sitting there for like three hours totally alone with your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Um, when I first started modeling, yes, it was scary. So what did I do? I didn't go there. I went elsewhere. I either was dreaming, fantasizing, um, creating a new world in my, my mind as I did as a child growing up when I was young, um, or just listening to what's going on around me and watching the people and thinking, oh, I wonder how that person lives or, what the hell is that person wearing? Or, oh my God, I can see that guy's butt crack when he's just bent down. Or, um, <laughs> you know, just listening to the, the art and structure, which is quite fun and trying to critique the artist's work. Um, and those things are really fun because when you're afraid of being in yourself, in your own mind and dealing with your own issues, from my experience, you tend to drift elsewhere and you want to push your life into the lives of others. And if you're going to do that, not, why not do it with artists? They are great people to 
be around and their world is just full of chaos and, and excitement and inspiration and they don't care. They, they're just free and loving and giving and nutrient to the soul. I was reading one of these, uh, I think it was an article in the BBC, and you talk a little bit about being a muse for the artist. Mm-hmm. In popular culture, it seems like there's a lot of focus on like, from the artist's perspective, like the muse is like inspiring the artist to create things, but like, how do you see yourself as a muse and the role of a muse? My grandmother was very stern on presence and being a, a, a woman who is elegant and have uh, manners and who is uh, has sense and knowledge. And so I think that stayed in my heart. My grandmother is here in my heart. So when I walk in, I try and keep that presence and I can see it now, but I didn't see it then. And um, that inspired me to come up with amazing poses and look at other artists' work like Batiste or Rodan. Rodan, he loved sculpting from a woman because the torso was so flexible. Yeah. So I, I applied that to my thinking when I'm putting myself in a pose that I exaggerate my my torso and move my curves and be proud of that and do a twist and twist my 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 body to an extent that I can hold. And let that reveal and and let that crystallize in front of the artists for them to try and solve a problem and and put that into their work, into their canvas. Like your grandmother seems like she has a larger than life personality in some ways. Yes. And so I wonder, like when you go in, do you feel like you're projecting a version of yourself or do you feel like you're being just the most authentic version you can be? Looking at the artists, I can give you a very quick example. Not too long ago, I was posing keeping still and um, the art instructor approached the student and looked at their painting and said okay this color we need we need to change the background it doesn't work for this you know with ruby here and the student goes yeah but I saw this painting and it had this color here in that corner and it had and I'm, I'm, as he explained it to the teacher I'm looking at the student and and their face was just lit up and just so vulnerable and so childlike and so like happy and, and gleaming yeah. and glowing and explaining this, this art piece that they saw and that they want to do it like that. And the teacher turns to the student and says, okay, but that's not your painting. That's their, that's someone else's painting. This is your painting. Hmm. And to see that student's face turn just age within seconds from this child to this old, old, old person. And just, you just, it was like watching this joy lit up and just, just deflate. And I just almost was, it brought, almost brought me into tears to watch. It was like, so excited, but then, oh, and the teacher was right. It, it wasn't their painting and that's another person's painting. You have to do it the way that is you, that represents you and that works with the subject that you're working from. So it made me look at how vulnerable these the artists are mm-hmm. and how much um, of their passion, how much of their heart, how much of their soul, how much of their dreams they expose and they put out 
into the, the, the studio, into the space next to their peers, next to the world and the, in the public to see. And I think it works from my experience. It's the same for me. It is scary to be vulnerable in front of people that uh, I don't know because it's frightening. I don't want them to see who I really am. I don't want them to know that I'm sad and lonely inside. But am I sad and lonely inside? Am I, Ruby? You know, I, I, I never really had the chance to ask myself until recently. And I wouldn't have been able to find that piece if I wasn't surrounded by the artists who have inspired me to be at peace with myself. And, and I think now I am able to just be more authentic. Um, now I'm okay to see paintings that really, I would think to myself, oh, it doesn't look like me, but it's, it's great. It has the characteristics. Hmm. I, I'm okay to keep quiet about it. I'm okay to just sit and just, and just take in. And also give out when I need to give out. Um, it's hard. It is really hard because models are, from my experience, you are very, very vulnerable. And you're not only nude, but you can be taken advantage of. But it's the same for artists. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a room full of vulnerable people who come in with their dreams completely shattered once they leave the, the studio. <laughs> because you know, something may have not worked or it didn't work out the way they visioned it. Yes. And for me, I'm nude or, you know, my, my back hurts or, you know, the artist was rude to me because they didn't understand. I was freezing for 15 minutes when I asked for a heater there. They made a noise. You know, there's yeah. so much that happens. Um, Is there a piece that you've posed for that sort of sticks out in your mind? It just blows you away as like, wow, that was that this is an incredible piece. There's a few, but recently there was one, a portrait um, by a painter named Jordan Soko. I just finished three months, which was my longest, three months. Um, Jesus. Portrait. Well, if you look at the painting, you could, you'll probably it's say, It's worth the Jesus. three months? Yeah. <laughs> it was very long, and it was my first time um, I've experienced posing in um, such a long period of time, but such a quiet and very peaceful state what what does this painting look like how would you describe it oh oh my god so (laughs) i read a comment i saw it on i didn't know it was posted on instagram and someone said there's a painting of you it's amazing i'm jordan swickle so i was like really i was like oh shit okay um so i went and i had a look and i someone wrote it's almost as if she's crying (laughs) what what pose are you in are you sitting are you laying down I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a chair, and um, I was so detached from it at the time because I was so in my own headspace. Yeah, and I think he was at that helped maybe because that was probably what he was looking for. But I think it's it really captures this this real Ruby, the 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 little girl that's inside of me. And when I when I see that painting, I see that little girl. I see that that girl that needed to be loved yeah um oh god this is gonna make me cry yeah if people are thinking about getting into modeling for artists what kind of advice do you have for them i'm not gonna lie even today even this present day there are some times i have sat still nude and i asked myself ruby what the hell are you doing 
standing here nude in front of complete strangers, put your goddamn clothes back on and march out of this room right now. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, go for it. Just go all in. Just go yeah. all in. I've heard models who do it because they want to get confidence or um, they want to experience it because they're an artist. So they want to see what it's like to be yeah. a model. There's so many reasons why. Um, for me, I had no reason. I was coming into this world blindfolded. Um, and it was a way of me finding a, a belonging. And I found it, which is was it was already there. It was there with me. And I couldn't have found that without the artist. So never say no. Just go for it. If you want to be a model, try it out. They need you. Artists need you. And they're they're so nice. They might draw your ass a bit fatter than you think it is, but they're really, really nice people. <laughs> That's the biggest. That's my number one concern. Yeah, yeah. They might is that my ass is appropriately portioned in pictures. Them, you, you might be a good model. Oh, God. I don't know. In college, I did model for my friend's senior thesis project. But like to your point, like I did not like the picture that came out of it. <laughs> Like, and it was like the first time. And I was like, what the fuck? Like my face looked all scrunched up. Yeah. I was like, I sat for fucking weeks. And at the end of it, like, I look like a scrunched up face. Like like a Lucian Freud sort of. (laughs) Yeah. Like like I did Kate Moss or something like that. Yeah. No, I was like, I was hoping I was going to get like the thinker level pose. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to look cool. It didn't pan out that way at all. Uh, you gave up too soon. See, that's the thing. Models don't – new models coming in, don't give up. You, you, it just takes time. <laughs> I'm so lucky I didn't give up that day when I walked up those stairs and saw that and, and took, the, took the shot. So I think, I think, Sam, I want you to go back and try modeling again. Pose for your wife. All right. Get <laughs> her to, to draw you. Someone to paint you. All right. So you're saying I've already done the check. I should jump into nude and just yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. Try it again. All right. Try it. All right. Because you never know what you can find. I'm sending you the portrait when it's done, though. It's, whenever it happens, it's coming the your way. The nude one? The, the bushy man with yeah, the Yeah, the bushy man. man with the huge nose, giant <laughs> fucking curly hair. Yeah, I'll I'll send over that one and be like, look what you made me do. Here it is. Yep. I'll take the blame and I'll post it on my, my Instagram and all this <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Thank you I, so much for coming on the show and Sam, sharing your I story. Just say thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, this is yeah, this is so fun. Hey, it's me. We really love hearing from you guys, and I wanted to share a piece of listener mail that really hit us right in the feels. After hearing our extended episode with The Bachelor's Wells Adams, Kai said, I love the new podcast episode length. I love the longer episode. I love you. Hey, Kai. Thanks. We love you too. Here's another one from The Dude 009. Does the host actually talk that way? Dude sounds like he's holding his nose the whole time. No, no. This is what it sounds like when I hold my nose. Sorry, that's my voice. (laughs) Okay, let's end it on a positive note. Tucson Don writes, These episodes have been a hoot. 
and I feel creatively inspired to consider wild possibilities for side gigs. You know what? You're right, Tucson Don. It's all got to start somewhere. We always love hearing from you guys, so let us know what you think. And if you have a weird job, email us at hello at weirdworkpodcast.com. Today's episode was written, produced, directed, edited, and mixed by Matt Brown. We'd like to thank Valentine April and the Art Students League of New York for their help with this episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Weird Work. As always, I'm your host, Sam Balter, and thanks for listening. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.